Greetings, infidels. Thank you for joining us. Post-show episode 47. Man, we're getting to that 50 mark quick. Um, This week, we talk Spy Family, episode 6. Super stoked to say that Grant and I both watched the pilot of the new Wit Studio anime on Netflix, Vampire in the Garden, so we discussed that. We touch on Moon Knight a little bit before we get into a lengthy discussion about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Starts around 25, 26 minutes in, spoiler-free, until about 38, 39 minutes in, and then we get, we talk deep spoilers, so be wary of that, until about 55 minutes or so. Around then, uh, Grant talks about Cowboy Bebop, because he's officially started that, so he's on his way to enjoying a classic. We also talk about Kaguya-sama, ultra-romantic, and we finish on Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, since I'm up to about episode 20. Um, there's a little bit of noise interference on the outro of the podcast. Apologies for that, but otherwise, enjoy. There, Grant. Hey, how's it going, bud? How are you doing, associate of mine? <laughs> so I'm doing well, and you? I'm uh, I'm swell. I would say I would yeah. I would say that I'm swell. Um, it's been a good week, man. I've watched some yeah. things. I've yeah. seen some things. I've seen some really good things. I'm like very up on like my viewing week <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'm like oddly optimistic. Um. Though I like I, I do think that we're gonna get into it a little bit on one specific, one specific thing that I know for a fact we've both seen. But but I'm curious. Yeah, there's a big boy this week. There's a sure. big boy. Let's start light. Yeah. Um. Let's start with Spy Family because that sure. seems yeah, to yeah. be the week to week thing. What is it? Episode six just came out. Yeah, episode six. So yeah, what'd you think? Uh, it's my favorite one so far. What even happened in this one? Uh, so. Anya was this, nearly kidnapped, right? This is like, yeah, so it's like preparation for school. It was mm-hmm. the, uh, the the orientation, getting set up with the classrooms. There's the whole kidnapping thing. Um, just really, like, probably the driest humor I found the show has done so far. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, Lloyd. Like, he did some heavy lifting with some callbacks this episode that, like, you know, the whole, like, anxiety bit that they were doing in this episode with Lloyd was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, just like... Just like Oh hello, friend. <laughs> you know, it's just—it's very. Um, I don't know. It's just very uh, not typical. It's—it's it's so weird because like it's you know the, the humor that we're used to in these types of shows, like the action comedies and you know moments of slice of life. But it just—it it felt a little more, um, a little more modern comedy, like maybe a little more western than I'm a little used to. I think with these shows, just like that, that seems like something you would see, like on a like a like an NBC show or something like that. No, I don't. Or, I don't disagree. You can so feel like some influence or just like some some changes. It's not like typical anime comedy that we're used to. Yeah, no, but great, great episode. How how, uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, I really liked it. I feel like we are getting like some plot progression that we were. Mm-hmm. Craving, I think Vivian said that like when when she heard us talking about it last week, she was like, you know, it's it's coming because I believe she's read the manga. Sure. Um, and yeah, I think this episode is pretty much what we needed. We needed mm-hmm. a little bit of 
plot development. We needed to meet some new characters, which we did. Um, I think the Is highlight... It... Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 you're, you're in the middle of it. I was going to say the highlight for me was obviously like her troll face. Yeah. <laughs> what was that kid? Desmond? Damien. Damien. Or is it Desmond Damien or Damien Des- Desmond? I something like, I hope she fucks with him forever. I hope this boy is terrorized. But do you know what's sad though? Like, and I think this is going to be, this is going to be like a plot point later down the road. And they very subtly, it's, it's funny because they make a reference kind of based in the plot of like, you know, Lloyd is trying to get close to this kid's parents. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, his, his, Damien's parents are the target. And there's just like a quick throwaway line from Lloyd of, uh, well, his parents never showed up. And then there's like, you know, there's that photo of them. Everyone at the end is with their students and Damien's by himself, like mm-hmm. alone in that picture. And I was like, well, that's kind of sad. And I think, you know, that's probably, I, I don't think this is too, you know, high thought of there. I think it's pretty obvious. But I think, you know, I'm sure Anya and Damien at some point are going to, whether they're, I don't think they're going to be combative the whole time. I think there's going to be like a friendship that genuinely builds out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in that moment, I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. I feel bad for the kid. He's a prick. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the troll face, the whole thing was just... Yeah, so- I mean, the, what is it, the middle school bully not having a great home life yeah. trope, whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it. What's the kid from the Nelson, or no, is his name Nelson? Uh, I was going to say the kid from the Simpsons called... Bart. Is it? Um, oh, the, no, no, the no, no, no. The guy hits uh, Bart, and then he goes... <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. I anyway. really watch the Simpsons, so... Yeah, I haven't seen it in like a decade. I don't know why I thought about that. It's a blind spot for me. Really? Some people are still huge on it, you know? Dude, Mm -hmm. you know what I love? And like, I almost feel kind of bad about loving it. Family Guy. It's had had its moments over the years. But that was like the zeitgeist when you and I were in high school. Like that was like the animated cartoon show. Like that and South Park, I think, were in tandem. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's... Yeah, it was a big one. I don't know. Like it's... Yeah, very odd humor sometimes, but yeah, I don't know what it is, but I, I it's absurd humor, but like yes, absurdist for sure. Um, okay, so that's Spy Family. Yeah, I don't know if there's a much more to say on that. Like, I want this, I want to binge this show. Is what I want. I am, I am feeling like you know, I still kind of stand by my point from last week of kind of like I don't think like the gas is taken out. If, if anything, this episode is kind of like you know reignited you mm-hmm. know, my excitement for it. You know, as Vivian pointed out to us, but like you know, it's this was what I was looking forward to. I think a couple of weeks ago when the show started, I said I was looking forward to like meeting her classmates and all the because and again Anya and her being able to, you know, hear everyone's thoughts is so well used in the show. They don't overdo it. You know, it's not like only just once an episode, like they're not afraid to go back to it when the plot needs it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just funny. And it's just like the little simple cues, like the, the sparkles around her head when she like isn't, isn't listening. It's, it's really, really good. And just or her like, little her, like, saluting to the crowd like you know her self monologue when she goes shock when she hears yeah. a disturbing <laughs> thought it's very creative and like you said they use yeah. it very lightly and like always at the right times it's like a superpower mm-hmm. right you can't abuse it otherwise it just doesn't mean anything anyway i'm digging but i do it. agree i i do think like you know obviously there, there's not like if there was more anime for me to be watching right now i've kind of like found my lane of like the weekly shows that I'm watching. If there was more, I would. I I think I could easily put Spy Family on hold till like this core is finished, and then I can mm. kind of binge it through. But Same. there's just like not enough. You know, like there's it's only this, and like we're still watching that Dame on the Recipe for Happiness show. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of new uh, show that just started. I think you know, mm-hmm. not watching that week to week, but um, 
there's there's some more stuff popping up right now so there is actually so maybe we can move on to something that just started i wonder i hope we're talking about the same thing because i actually pulled a grant today okay and i watched an anime on my phone before i began the work day Oh, oh man, it, it's been a while since I've done that. I think ever since you shamed me. I yeah, I think it. it was publicly on this podcast. I was like, wait, wait a <laughs> yeah. minute, you're a monster? Okay, yours was so much more offensive, though. You were like, yeah, I'm really starting to appreciate Demon Slayer watching it on a TV. It's like the show that's winning every animation award. You're watching it on a four and a half inch screen. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, so I started this on my phone, and then I ended up watching it full screen later when I could finish it. But I think it, it just came out. Wit Studio, hoping you're Vampire with me. Vampire in the Garden, yeah. Vampire in the Garden. <laughs> yeah, Tell yeah. me you watched I, the pilot. I watched the first episode, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> Could great? Not. When, uh... Could not. It was on my calendar. I had a memo, or a reminder to, like, it's you know it's out watch it so it's funny we shared trailers with one another like back to back and i remember they both looked really promising vampire Mm -hmm. in the garden was one and i think that it might also be from studio wit it's like the girl from the other side i think it's based off of a short that's already out there i think it might may or may not be wit i don't know but i don't know if there's a release date for that one anyway let's talk about this what did you think of the pilot I kind of, I really dug it. Um, it was, because I went, you know, I watched that first trailer when they more or less announced it, and it was it was a pretty light trailer. There wasn't, like, too much detail in, like, you know, the set dressing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I really did not think this was going to be the setting, kind of, like, the timeline-ish, you know, like, um, you know, roughly, like, Russia, Serbia, like, this era, you mm-hmm. know, pre- or post-World War II, Um like it just has like you know like a vibe i guess would be the only real way to put it like the the music and the like the whole like the royalty side thing like all this like it's such a nice neat little package like it's super action-packed for an episode it's setting up like you know I, i love a show where like there's clearly a lot of history going on and the first episode is like the flashpoint like the big moment yeah. in like this ongoing conflict is like you know this is what you're opening up with i really i really really dug that characters are good there's not enough like one-on-one time with characters to like really build anything yet so far but i like what we saw some familiar uh um i think the main uh vampire it's sasha from uh, aot uh Uh, and i was recognizing some voices there i think um i think the her brother allegro i think that's um shigaraki as well at least it sounds it really sounds like him but uh yeah anyways i quick with it Oh yeah, like it's we watch so much, so it gets to the point where you just every now and then you're like, I, I know that one, I know is, that one, <laughs> you know. Is Aaron Yeager's voice actor in Ranking of Kings? Yeah, he's the the brother. He's Dido, right? Yeah, he's Dido. Okay, see, I picked that one up, and um, okay, so yeah, so TLDR. Yeah, you're in. Yeah, big time for sure. Um, I know the I only think, bummer. Sorry, go ahead. Well, well I was just kind of you know. To what we're talking about with Spy Family is, you know, this is on Netflix, so all ten or however many episodes are all there. No, nah, this, this is would have been bummer, an, bro. This would have been an awesome like week to week. Like there was clearly some tension set <laughs> by funny? the end of the episode, and you're like, let's go. Like you know, Spy Family, it's it's a full up comedy. The tension is there, but it's not like, you know. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm I really don't want to rush through this. I want to take the time because it's beautiful, and you can really tell they're they're trying to. You know, it's like it's different. Like I don't think I've really watched a vampire anime. Um, 
at all. No, I, I was actually watching it and I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, how is this media or how has this topic not been covered? And I'm sure it has. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm sure there's like hundreds of uh, vampire anime, but I've just, I've just somehow never watched one. Well, you watch Castlevania, no? Wow, I'm stupid. <laughs> I th- is that a little different or is that different kind of no, you, you know take on it or watch me watch me wriggle my way out of this one okay <laughs> if you know if you're like a real diehard purist i think some would classify castlevania as not anime because it wasn't made in japan it was made in the west oh my goodness so i mean technically that wasn't an oversight no i'm kidding i actually okay i want to wrap up a few threads here one i don't know where Castlevania was actually made. I just know it was made on Netflix based off a video game, and it's primarily done in English, so a lot of people didn't consider it anime. Mm. As you know, I love it. I recommend it to everyone. Um, Two, I kept referring to a bummer about Vampire in the Garden. The bummer, and I hate to bum you out, it's only five episodes. Shut up. Yeah. Is it really? Uh, I mean, I I, I think it's only five. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of Castlevania because Castlevania was like clearly a experiment for yeah. Netflix and they only did three episodes or oh, maybe four. Say, you said the first like two seasons were really, really short. The first of... one specifically um, was extremely short. It was like almost more of a proof of concept. It was like mm. Castlevania season one is like three to four episodes and it's literally getting the main characters to meet each other. And then mm. like they're like, okay, now here is the goal and the introduction of the goal is like the finale of season one and then you know they got you know there's enough promise there that they ended up doing seasons two through four um okay vampire in the garden i pretty much agree with everything you said i think like that's one of the better pilots i've seen probably this year Mm -hmm. um we talk about it all the time merch coming soon about pilots are hard man pilots are hurt but like dude they established like think like go down the box right or go down the checklist like they did some good world building yeah they narrate um, nar- narrate narrated world building yeah which was nice they established characters that like you actually care about with within 30 minutes and two, more than one um and they established really high stakes and, like i don't know like that's pretty much everything you could want from a pilot that's you know 30 minutes long and that you know sounds easy when you say it like that but it's extremely difficult to do you know because if it is that short you know without having known that prior just what we what i had seen in the pilot it's it seemed like there was a lot of like like a good opportunity for like a fun like a short finite story like you know like we get like you know the story is an arc you know it's not like some you know drawn out thing so knowing that now that Actually, that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. Like, I'm sure I'll watch another episode tonight. Yeah. But um, five is no, just I, so short. I would love, based on the pilot, I would love yeah. more of this. It was so funny. There's one thing that completely, like, completely pulled me out of it. Mm. Everything is like, you know, obviously it's a story about vampires and like this, you know, dystopian, you know, uh, early 30s, 40 or era, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> what what have you. And. Uh, and then at one point there's like a getaway scene in like a pickup truck, like an army yeah. pickup truck. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, eh? <laughs> like, what's that? Uh, That's weird. But um, and like you know, it's not. I wouldn't say it's not perfect. Some of the animation is like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna flat out call it bad because I like I don't I don't think no, it is. No, it's definitely not. Like, but <laughs> but it's like in a scene you'll see the blending of like something very 
you know, as we tend to see in a lot of the the Wit Studio stuff. And again, I'm not I'm not just you know sucking ass on these guys right now, but mm-hmm. like, you know, like they're they're known for like these really fluid moments. And even like the fluid moments they're known for, there was kind of some like kind of jankiness to it. Bit of jank. That's the word. I think the worst looking the episode is. Um, I think it's the opening scene where it's like a group of soldiers kind of going through the uh, like a, an old like a building whether it's a manor or a church I can't remember what it was oh and yeah that first dude that does the transformation the first time we see like the injection and he's like kind of like fucking darting around and I was like oh that's a little weird like you can yeah. see you can see the historically what they do in the motion but it just doesn't flow the same way it's like a half measure it was it was very weird it, it didn't take me out but I noted you know like that mm-hmm. kind of thing but uh no i really like it and i'm can't i'll probably be done by it next time we talk but uh, yeah it's hard with these shows like when you bite off something good right like you mm-hmm. want to make it like they're, they're just shows that demand like and i don't want to sound like a pretentious douche right now but i mean we do have a podcast right so sure. um <laughs> no but there, there are shows <laughs> exactly I think they give you like your pretentious douche card when you register for a domain, mm. um, along with your QR code for your podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, no, but I think like there are shows out there that like you demand and deserve like a critical review and like thought process, and I really sure. believe that's what I'm doing properly with Neon Genesis because mm. sometimes you fall in love with things, right? And I'm thinking like some of the best things we've watched like. I don't know, Sunny Boy, Attack on Titan on Taxi, um, Vivi mm-hmm. is one. It's like, you should not watch those things in an afternoon. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. just because you could doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Vampire in the Garden, I don't know how that's going to shake out, but like, it, it was very hard not to swallow that thing whole. I was like, holy shit, I could immediately watch more. I hope there's a lot of this. And that's when I checked the episode count and I was like, oh no. <laughs> do you what know if it's like done? a do you know if it's like they're just releasing like the second half like they I, did I, with I, way of the house husband i wonder i have no yeah. idea i guess it all comes down to like what that last episode like what happens like if it's, yeah. you know if, if you know and you know it's so funny too um there was the show i think we had talked about it early early on i say that you know we've been doing this long enough that it was one mm. of the first things we talked about on the show um it was uh, an anime called burn the witch and it was three oh, yeah. episodes it's and Crunchyroll, right it was on Crunchyroll. I'm not sure. I don't think it's an original or anything like that. But um, the um, I can't remember. It has something to do with. It's either Bleach or there's another or Soul. E- no, not Soul Eater. It, anyways, it's the same author as like one of the big, one of the old school classic oh, uh, manga okay. and anime. And it was three episodes, and the world building w- was amazing. And then it ends, and you're just like, holy! F- like, how is there not? How is this not the biggest show on the world? Like, if this had mm. f- like three or five more episodes, it would have been you know outstanding and so um you know i i have i i hope the story if it is like finite thing just kind of leave it as is and if it ends up being like this thing where oh there's more to come maybe one day i think that'll crush me like if you end up loving the story and just like that eh, maybe we'll come back maybe never kind of yeah thing. but no concrete plans like off the off the bat i look up that burn the witch thing all the time they're like didn't oh, they do maybe part one two? day didn't they no. do a follow-up no no they said they wanted to or they have they have plans to um, but there's just, you know, it's probably years away. I think. Even, yeah. didn't they, like, not confirm Mob Psycho Part 3 for, like, a significant amount of time? Yeah, they, like, for a year. They had, like, a tease, and they had, like, a countdown, and everyone was like, oh, it's going to be, like, a gotcha thing, and it was, like, a countdown for a, 
at this date in like four months we'll have like you know more concrete mm. info and it's you know, like, i never oh, finished season two. Oh, you got plenty of time october yeah until october for season was it three, a significant which... dip in quality yeah no someone no, no, no. told me it was i can't remember but you never know it's different it's like um i find the second season is like the more shonen of of the uh, two seasons sure and not in like not in a bad way but it's like it's you know it's like anything else there's like a, a bigger scoped villain is introduced and like i mm. think that kind of comes to the territory of like being you know a little more shonen than than other things could be when i was sure. that you know that big bad villain there so it's okay but yeah it comes more like a superhero thing so all right how about some mcu yeah let's do it um as i'm sure you just put you can't wait to talk about moon knight right is that what it is oh i finished that i don't know <laughs> oh. you oh fuck did you really yeah yeah, well, yeah. you were you behind shamed, last you shamed, time. you shamed me last time so I ripped Shit. <laughs> well i've done played myself i was kidding i'm only on episode four how many are there okay. six six in total yeah okay well shit um we we'll have a series review how about next week sure yeah, yeah um i'll just briefly mention this one episode um because at the time and I, you know i just watched it like yesterday or something i w- just watched episode four mm-hmm. it's the horror episode it's yes. inside of a tomb there's uh like alexander the great stuff That's happening fun. that was really fun and then there's like this fun twist um at the end where it's sort of like a dream state thing. Um, you know, what I really just said in my notes was that this is probably the biggest swing the show has taken up to this point. Sure. Um, and I commend them for it. I like that they're doing things a little bit differently. I don't know. I'm I'm not in love with this, um, but I think it was a good episode. And I'm still kind of conflicted on Moon Knight. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll reserve my, my thoughts because I've, I've been very conflicted at various points throughout the six episodes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't burn through them. I, I I took some time in between each one. So like you know, because you know it is so short. They are so long, and you mm-hmm. know <clears throat> that episode two, you know at by the end, no matter what, the, you know when when you're summing up the the six episodes, that second episode was really really for me super strong, and I think I thought they did really cool stuff, and. Um, you know, so like I wanted to. Get, hopefully, more moments like that were coming, and there was mm. some. But it's I am conflicted. Like I said, next week we'll get into it there. But um, sure. it was. I agree. They took some big swings that, that at least the shows haven't really done. Loki kind of, Wandavision kind of, but yeah, this is definitely One Division ex- definitely explored different avenues of creativity than yes. any other MCU property. Like that still stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moon Knight is definitely like. It's less shonen, for the lack of a better term. Like it's best, it's it's less man wakes up with powers and is now a superhero than any yeah. like than a lot of stuff that they've done, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, props in that regard. But yeah, I'm definitely still torn. I think we can probably agree that Oscar Isaac may need a back brace following yeah. this because uh, he's carrying a lot of bad dialogue and like a lot of just like kind of clumsy shit and you can just see the other actors yeah Ethan Hawk notwithstanding like just struggling a little bit in like their delivery because the uh, some of the dialogue in the show is not the sharpest shit um but but neither, Oscar Isaac is, is yeah, doing it Oscar Isaac and like Ethan Hawk it's just it, it, at, at points it feels like a playground yeah for them and like they're kind of just like going for it and like 
know, Ethan Hawke's not doing anything crazy that he's never done no. before. I don't think. I think he's there as a presence. I think he's an excellent villain presence, which, you know, they get that a lot, you know, the MCU, but it's always like the other <laughs> half of it they don't pull off, you know? So it's... <sighs> Man, it's weird. I'm very conflicted. Really, Again, very conflicted. <laughs> it irritates the shit out of me because it's like name, you know, there are very few names left that the MCU hasn't managed to like attract. Gobble up, yeah. Um, and you just like, you know, think about, um, I don't know, like Jake Gyllenhaal, who's like, I still firmly believe is one of the best working actors mm-hmm. today. Did, did he give a memorable performance? You know, think about Ethan Hawke and, like, all the accreditations that he brings and, like, that level of actor or, I don't know, pick an MCU villain. It's, like, it's a tough, it's a tough outing being a villain in that, in, in that universe. So, I don't know. The problem is, at the end of the day, the villains, they're not going to bring back the same villain. If they're going to do a trilogy of something, like, they're going to do, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor, you know, they're going to have, you know... Like, we have the Loki who's been kind of in and out, but they can't do that every time. Yeah. And that's why Loki has been, like, kind of, like, the end-all, be-all of, like, their villains. Because he's had the time for all this range and doing all this stuff. Like, they're not going to throw, like, every season of Moon. I guess the TV shows have more opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. But, like, in a movie, they're not, like, going to do three movies in a row with the same villain every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, it's not going to happen. So, like, they're not going to give all the best lines and all the best writing to a character that's going to be gone after that. Like, you know, it's, they want to put the focus on the heroes and I know, like, because I know it's they obvious, s- but it's, Yeah, but they need to know, stretch the IP, right? Like, they need yeah. to, because that's what, it's clear when you watch, like, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange next, I assume. Sure, yeah. But yeah. it's clear when you watch MCU properties, just like with Loki, um, that, like, they're telling a story, but that story is also in service of, the fact that they need to tell more stories after this one's over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So every movie is sort of like this is littered with setup for other shit. Um, and they, they want character growth, but for their protagonists, but not too much because they need to be able to do another two movies with that protagonist. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, if you think about probably the two biggest character arcs, in the MCU, Chris Evans, or, you know, Steve, uh, Captain America and Iron Man, mm-hmm. they had some pretty great conclusive arcs by the end of Endgame, but they'd been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It took them how many movies apiece to get a completion to that arc? I don't know. Um, maybe I'm being a bit of a negative Nancy. Um, with that in mind, let's talk about Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So let me propose this. Let's okay. start with our review separately, how we both feel. Sure. Um, and no spoilers, just general mm-hmm. stuff. And then if we want to talk about specific stuff at the end, we'll mark like a spoiler section and we'll put it on, you know, with our social media or in the uh, in the description of the podcast. We'll note when it is. Yeah. Just like me. where the spoiler section starts. Yep. No, it's new. I get that. Okay. First, you, you're you up to bat. You saw it first. What'd you think? I loved it. Loved it. Was- it. It was great. Um, so, I enjoyed No Way Home. Or wait, what was what was the last Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, No Way Home. Home. Yep. It was good. I liked it. It was fun. It was Marvel. Mm-hmm. This is like them actually taking swings. You know, like they were like they, you know, I think the burden that No Way Home carried was it was all about, you know, um, like we all kind of knew what was going to happen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for all the Spider-Men to show up, all the villains, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of carried the movie. Like, the movie could have been significantly shittier, but at the end of the day, like, that was what 
they were really trying to present to us was just those moments, which kind of in hindsight is kind of kind of lame <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like, it, but but anyways, I, I, I I'm yeah. not trying to kick down on that. But what it, we're doing it, because with this, it's almost not a story, right? It's more about a celebration of fan service. And that's yes. not to say it's not enjoyable, because it, it was a great movie. But mm-hmm. if if the audience isn't going to leverage everything that you're, like, paying homage to, then the movie doesn't work as, like, a standalone, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's your point, right? Is that yeah, fair to say? I, yeah, absolutely. Which so, Doctor Strange does not do at all. No. So I think, I think if this had come out before... Uh, no way home mm-hmm. everyone would have been like oh whatever like it's not like the whole like multiple versions like you know because i think the problem with this movie is there's so much setup and i'm glad to see that not too many people are hung up on it because like you know required viewing is wandavision loki uh apparently some of the what if episodes yeah are, are are required and stuff like that but like great horror scenes like you know like that was like marketed like this is going to be marvel's like first potentially r-rated movie which they were never going to do but like i'm surprised it did not get a higher rating because they openly graphic scenes and really towed the line on that like they i can't believe they got away with some stuff that they did i know so it's you know but it was fun and i think you know you and i had seen you this weekend and we were talking and i you know i think i I was saying that not since guardians have i felt like they're actually trying to do something yeah you know it's not just you know insert existing characters we already have new environment you know uh known villain like this was just kind of like they're focusing on the care the characters that we had they weren't Mm -hmm. like stretching out too too much out you know um which is the irony is it's in the multiverse it's like hopping around and da 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 Mm -hmm. um but i i really really enjoyed it i think uh thank god they let um i'm blanking on her actual name uh scarlet witch there oh elizabeth Uh, olsen Thank God they actually let her have some fucking lines for once, because she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like she's probably she is now one of the best villains they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like you know, come on, give her more fucking lines. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I I really really dug it. It was fun, great to see in theater. Loved all the homages to his previous works and movies, like the Evil Dead stuff and all his other horror movies he did over the years. But uh, really 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 fun. Good. So you're you loved it. Sounds like like out of the park for you. Well, yeah, like it's you know I'm not gonna say it's like the best MCU movie because I don't True. think there's, there's some yeah. stuff that don't work for sure. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I as like a you know popcorn blockbuster Marvel movie in a you know in a theater oh, fucking a it was awesome. good movie in a theater yeah. actually. Let me lead with this, dude. I don't know what I like. I you know we saw it last night and I just was maybe asleep at the wheel or something. I remember being like, wow, these tickets were oddly expensive. Like we didn't see it in VIP or anything, but. Um, we got in and it was in that what do they call it X screen? Oh, the AVX screen X, where the walls are part of the screen. Oh, I hated it. Really? The, I hated okay, that like, experience. Like it's like a the like the screen itself just wraps yeah. further around, or yeah. like there's two separate screens. Um, it, it's made to look like the screen wraps around, but there are breaks in it. Um, but like yeah, the whole walls on your left and right are are panels and did like we look stretched yeah um no. but like at times like i don't know I, I so just a quickie review on the whole screen x thing or x screen whatever the fuck it's called um the demo they did for it was really cool like they do a demo before the movie goes on it's just like mm-hmm. when 3d movies came out right they're like sure. oh see how it looks it, it's similar but it was like that and when it works well it's actually it was almost quite nauseating because there's like the center screen, but then the, your peripherals are filled 
with like bonus images that they're doing like they leveraged it at times in the actual movie itself where it was like you could see a character coming in from off screen earlier than they were actually in frame and that was cool or you would see explosions happening in the background that wouldn't be on screen properly but a lot of the times it was just stretched and it didn't look good at all and it was like why are we doing this if it's gonna you know what i mean anyway That's so fucking weird man. <laughs> so that was weird i don't really recommend that um I, I think it was like i needed the time for the showing and i didn't really know what kind of ticket i was buying but I don't oh know. okay but anyway, um, so that's that. Um, the movie, I enjoyed. I agree with you. It was a good theater movie. Um, definitely probably as horror-oriented as the MCU will ever get. Yeah, right? this is a one and done for them. Um, yeah, like, or even if they do more horror stuff. like I just can't see them pushing it without getting a higher, like an R rating. This, like, to your point about the rating, like, they did definitely go dark at times. Uh, but I, I like that. You know, it felt like Sam Raimi had, and you're a bigger fan of him and more familiar with his works than I am. Mm-hmm. But, like, this felt like a director wanted to do a thing, and they got to do their thing. Is that Absolutely. fair to say? Absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, I do love his movies, and it was funny the whole time. Like, obviously, like, the one that people compare to is The Evil Dead, right? Like, there's... You know the various the various homages from the three movies that he did. You know it's it, that was like really really cool to see. But the thing that I could not get out of my head the entire movie was the original his Spider Man movies. Mm. There were shots of like two characters, like just not specifically two characters, but any two characters conversing. I was like, oh that like they're in person right now. Like there is a set dressing like that's a real set. No, like it's not all green screen. And the way he shoots conversations, I was like, fuck, this is what the MCU needs more of. Not just like, it always feels like they're at like a distance of like eight feet around the room where people are like, I always think back to, uh, is it the first Avengers movie or um, Age of Ultron? Where, you know, there's like uh, Steve Rogers in a room, uh, uh, Bruce Banner and uh, Tony Stark, and they're all kind of conversing. They're like working their way around the table and it all feels like very heavily edited. And this movie is just like people having conversations. Mm. Thank fuck. Like, come on. Like, we need more of this shit. Like, I'm not saying the people that make their movies aren't real directors. I'm not even going to go there because I think there's some phenomenal people that made their movies. But, like, this felt like calling it indie is not even remotely close. You're right about that. (laughs) But, But it felt like, okay, like, this is, like kind of real like it felt real at moments like like yeah we're watching something that wasn't some big you know monstrous you know mcu film it's it's tough for me like i agree and i disagree because the more mcu movies i see now the more and i'm not trying to cheapen any of the performances of the work I, i believe all that sure but i also the more i see the more i think scorsese couldn't have been more right like they're that they're theme park rides more than they are cinema Yes, absolutely. this challenges that I think substantially, and like to your point, you look at things like Guardians, Thor yeah. Ragnarok, um, Black Panther to an extent, mm-hmm. like, um, or Civil War, which is probably my favorite. Like, sure. you look at those and you're like, okay, the directors here had a vision, and like, yeah, like they probably had to do certain things that the studio said they had to do, but they more or less got to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it's like you know let's say sam raimi wants to make a horror film it's like it's horror light right yes and the russo brothers said they wanted to make like a black noir political thriller for winter soldier like well 
that might be as close as you're gonna get i mean i guess you could say it's a thriller or a black you know what i mean like you could almost say that it's light version it's pg-13 yep um but that's sort of what the mcu is and i think like if you go in there with the mindset of like trying to pick it apart because it's not it's not a real horror film you're probably not gonna you know what i mean you're setting yourself up for failure if you're like oh i'm a horror film fan so i'm gonna go watch doctor strange too then you're probably you're gonna take an l there is that fair to say yeah outside it's a superhero movie with horror aspects outside of two scenes like sorry there, there was specifically two scenes like where like the intent from beginning to end was to shoot this like a horror scene and yeah. th- like those are like you know some like big moments and honestly some of the best moments in the whole movie yeah i can think um, of them yeah and then like you know the other horror more even more horror light throughout the movie it's like oh yeah this is just getting swapped you know it's getting swallowed up by the blockbuster moments like it's clear yeah. as day but it was nice to see that there was one or two scenes where you know it was like flat out genre it wasn't you know it wasn't hollywood it was just like let's make a genre scene here yeah. and I, I i and they they stuck out and they were shining they were awesome so I, we're gonna okay we're gonna have to talk about spoilers soon mm-hmm. um because yeah. i i bet we're gonna agree on the same scenes um i will say okay let's let's think about i just want to mention like things i loved and things i did not like i love okay. the direction yep um you already mentioned who the villain was do you think that's a spoiler that was in all trailers everyone it, knew going it was okay yeah. yeah yeah i think wanda worked for me as the villain eventually about halfway yeah. through um i thought it took this, some time the setup to this movie was clunky i think it was yeah. really fucking clunky um like you know you mentioned like wandavision being kind of required reading and i, I think it probably is but i feel like it also invalidated a lot of the arc from wandavision i was kind of confused <laughs> i know <laughs> by the character motivations and the turn and like there is a point at this movie i don't know where it is there's a threshold though there's like this moment where the movie and i think the audience just uh, they just go like ah fuck it like this is what we're doing so just like strap in and and that to me was around the halfway point and once i did that i was just having a blast yeah but like if you're sitting there asking why are they doing this I think, like, the movie falls apart a little bit, which to me made sense where a lot of these reviews that came out were, like, great movie, tons of fun, gets a little hazy at times. A little long, but I think, you know, it's, I think if it was any shorter, there was some, there was a lot of, like, fluff, like, the whole, are we gonna, are we gonna get into it now, or what? Yeah, okay, last complaint. Shall we? Okay, um, Last thing I'll say, and I just want to know if you agree with this before we do spoilers, I, I thought ironically because i just didn't anticipate this being a problem for marvel or sam raimi and i don't know who did the script but i thought some of the dialogue was very rough same guy who wrote loki oh dude you know what that makes some fucking sense loki had some bad (laughs) some corny cheesy what are we doing here kind of moments uh again mostly in the first half all i can think of is like the train scene in loki in loki and they're like you know the um uh like i guess they're both loki's uh spoiler um mm. <laughs> you know like they're sitting there having the back and forth and they're trying to like one up each other and some of the lines you're just like holy fuck like if you're gonna do action let's do that now i want to see the yeah. dumb superhero stuff you guys aren't supposed to put the fan fiction in the theatrical release yeah, yeah but that was tough to... 
Okay. No, there was spoilers. the dialogue was not uh, was not great. Yeah, I don't know but what the uh, hell that was about, man. Okay. Um, spoiler warning for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness starting now. Perfect. What do you want to mention? Well, the um, like the fan servicey stuff. Like we'll we'll get that aside. I just want to talk about like the flat out horror scenes, like the two. So there's the scene, the chase in the sewers, which is I think the lesser of the two. Like that was cool. It was fun, like the limp. She had like the deadite limp from like the Evil Ten movies, like chasing after them. That might have been the highlight for me. I love that. That that really? sequence is how long, dude? What do you think? Ten minutes? When they get to the sewers, it's probably less than five. No, okay. I don't mean like specifically the sewers. I mean trying to escape her while she's dream walking in that oh. specific Wanda's body. Yeah. With the white shirt and the, the oh, when blood. She, like, when and she finally can return back to the body and then like go yeah, for it, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's probably ten fifteen. That's like that was so fun. I love the, the pace. That's the definition of the juice in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they yeah. and uh, she didn't have a ton of lines there because to your point, we'll talk about like her performance. But she was like without a lot of lines, she was fucking good. Like yeah, Elizabeth Olsen Olsen brought the heat in yeah. this movie. Like you well, said, sea stealer. Of- any time she was on screen like and funny enough like benedict cumberbatch did nothing for me in this movie i've i don't like dr strange as a character i i don't fully get it oh you know like it's the whole uh, like i wish i mentioned that before the spoiler warning his whole fucking not to steal the mic from you but the whole like his powers are just convenience that's what his powers are now it's just what do we need the movie to do it was cool. Like, when, when he was doing, like, his spells and stuff, like, you know, like, there was some cool, like, wizardy stuff. I was thinking back to, like, you know, like, interpretations of, like, a and d spell from, like, a handbook or something mm. like that. And, like, you know, it was very more medieval. Like, some of his casting, like, the, you know, like, the, the like that he did, a, like, a Hydra spell at one point mm-hmm. where she's, like, slashing away the heads and more heads are going. I thought that was, that was really cool. They did um, get creative, but it was just, but, yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, but, like, his actual character arc, like, I don't, you know, it just the whole um, that society like in the MCU as a whole, it's never really done anything for me. Like, I think you know Benedict Wong is great, and I think the character of Wong is great as well. But like, you know, it just it's funny. Like I know that like they made like a halfway joke of like you know why would I go to the others people when I can come to you because I'm potentially battling a demon and all this stuff. Um, you know, for them to not like. It just so so many other superheroes and like their why they fit in the world just makes more sense to me. And him yeah. kind of butting himself into stuff, it all seems it all seems convenient for the sake of the movie. But that aside, um, she's great. She's phenomenal. But Fantastic. The, like the first possession scene that is flat out out of like the Evil Dead, like the spirit like floating around the house, like the camera movement hiding behind the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is his like signature. Like there's you know, a. It's Sorry, go so ahead. fucking go ahead. good. No, it's just beautiful. And like the lights flickering and like, you know, the reflection, fucking around with reflections. And we, we were in the theater and I, there are a lot of times we were just bumping each other being like, like you, you feel the zombie movie stuff, right? Like, yeah, just like you said, the camera, the camera following people. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Oh, Rachel McAdams, I feel has like a very, I don't know if it's a zombie, um, callback or if it's just like this is a horror movie type moment where it's Mm. towards the end rachel mcadams figures out an artifact combo to protect steven from the damned Mm. and she uses like as candle and like creates like hellfire and it 
And there's even one moment where like a ghoul grabs her and it's the ghoul's, like the camera is the monster's POV. Yeah. So like you see her in an ultra close up being like strangled. And then she lights them on fire, and she goes, "Go back to hell" or some shit. It, it was very like like a like a scream queen moment, you know, like yeah, the yeah, last yeah. girl. It was like you know, uh, very uh, like Ellen Ripley from Alien. Totally. Okay, know, you I think nailed maybe, it. With maybe that. yeah. So like stuff like that, which I love. Uh, oh, I I, I love so that. But, but um, yeah, and and her too. Like you know, the the thing I am confused: did she not die? In like, did her, the first did, one? No. Yeah. No. No. no? He just, um, you know, like she, I was like for like five minutes. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa okay, like I, did I miss some piece of Marvel content? Like, is she supposed to be here? Like, I, I was genuinely confused. Nah, they they kind of mishandled it. I remember like, I remember her character taking some flack because they're like, why is she in the movie? She doesn't contribute. This is just like another token pretty girl that Marvel is hiring, just like mm. to have a girlfriend on the side. And she was like, well, she's her own character. She's not even his girlfriend. It's like, so what is she then? Because they have her around for the movie, but then he just, like, leaves. And you see at the end of the movie, we are in the spoiler section, like, they have this heart-to-heart, and you can see them trying. Now, this is, I don't know if it's more of a screenplay or a script failure, but I thought this was, like, so remarkably mishandled. It's, Mm. like, where he has this heart-to-heart and he confesses to her. Like, I, you know, he just says, I love you, and I I get scared, right? Mm. And, like, I thought that was a good moment. And it's, like, you put it at the wrong time in the wrong place. This is only because you're trying to humanize the protagonist because he has had no personality for the whole movie. Mm. Like, I, I was kind of with you that Strange arc, Strange's arc in this was, like, very lackluster. This movie was about Wanda. Yeah. Um, but he, And even that, I don't know if I necessarily love because you can't figure out why she's the villain. It's, you know what I mean? Like, I just thought the character yeah. motivations were tricky on both of them. But if one... I don't know. It's like Wanda had their better performance, I, I guess. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, she did. Yeah. No, she definitely did. Uh, 100%. She, like, you know, I, we could probably save potentially for the end of the conversation. But um, I'll just say now, I don't think there's going to be another Doctor Strange movie. I think he's officially in, like, the... <laughs> he's in the back roster. He's the in the Spider-Man's, the... You know, he's he's now not a tertiary character. Well, I don't know if he wants out, but I, 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 I don't... Like, obviously, like, there's, you know, probably decades of Doctor Strange, you know, mythos that they can work from. But, like, this movie is strictly... It comes all off the tail end of WandaVision and Spider-Man. Like, nothing is original about moving his story forward in this. Yeah. So, what, what would be the genuine sequel and follow-up? Like, they would have to... But even then, like, are they, is it going to be based on what they do with the universe and something uh-huh. else to come? Like, is it they, only going to? They did do be a set shockwave. Is that for him? I don't know. That's um. I had to Google who the hell that was. You know what, dude? I saw a bunch of people who had the same question that I did. So you you stayed for the post credits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Charlie's Theron as some character, right? Mm-hmm. And I googled what like Doctor Strange post credit scene explained. And I just saw a bunch of people being like, is that girl from Eternals? Because no one saw Eternals. <laughs> like, am I supposed to know who that is? Damn, and, in preparation for this movie, I was going to watch Eternals. I got five minutes in. I was like, I, I paused it to go do something. I saw the runtime. I was like, not today. Nah, we good. <laughs> a, a, so apparently she's ne- it's her on-screen debut. She the, the character hasn't been seen before. And I think she's Dormammu's sister or some shit. 
And that's the villain from the first Doctor Strange. Exactly. So my thought was probably teeing up for a third. But, like, they've done stuff like that before where they plant the seed. They don't necessarily have to use that, right? Like, mm. they planted it. Doesn't That doesn't guarantee you a third film. Sure. Okay. I would just be shocked if they... You know, maybe not. I don't know. It's just... When this ended, it kind of felt done unless you know unless they try to continue like the uh, america chavez story with dr strange and toe like man you know, i hope not her. yeah i don't know that shit did I, not work no it it didn't it didn't honestly i was giving the girl brownie points because crin <laughs> this girl was on the babysitters club show which Aww. i've watched like countless hours of because uh, i have a young daughter and, and also you're just a, you're an enthusiast and this girl was like one of the, I genuinely, when she was on, she's not on the show. She was only on like the first season, I think. Hmm. I, I thought I was like, oh yeah, she obviously left that show to and do she this. She got that MCU but, money. Uh, and, uh, but like when she was on the show, I thought she was one of the better characters. Like I, I, out of like the rest of the cast, I thought she was really good. And to see her pop up in this, I was like, oh fuck, I had no idea. I'm looking forward to see what she does. And by the end, it's just like, eh, like, you know, like what? <laughs> she... You know, like, they tried to humanize that character, and I don't want to go too much longer on Strange, because it is... We are eating a lot of time on it. But sure. I, yeah. But, I, you know, we have, we have feelings about it. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like she kind of got the uh, Chris Nolan treatment, where it was like, you're a character who... You're just going to talk in plot mechanics, mm. <laughs> and like your purpose is your power, and we're gonna try and give you a storyline, and it's gonna half stick. Like I just don't know if anyone finishes that movie and goes, "Oh, I really hope she finds her parents." Like no mm. one's thinking about her plot. You, no one's thinking about her character arc. She was a, you know what I mean? She was just the mechanic for the movie to take place inside of. But I will say, like the you know the other side of that coin is in what is taking place in the story and what Wanda is trying to do. Mm-hmm. It it was genuinely one of like the only actual stakes in the story. Like her performance aside, plot uh, writing you know aside, her power was like the crux of like Wanda's plan. Oh, and, totally. Like, it, but that's my point. Made, but it's like very rare, like when that type of character and like the reason they need to be caught, like it actually fucking matters. It very rarely True. does. This time, like, if when we, sorry, I didn't mean to yell at the mic there. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're doing all this multiverse stuff and the power of like this dreamwalking and like the spookiness, of the dreamwalking. I love that shit, by the way. It was awesome. So her presence being there, like, anytime they were chasing her, I was like, oh fuck, they got her hands on her. Like, this is like it mm-hmm. actually felt tense, you know. Regardless of like the narrative of her and like what she says or what she does, like at the end of the day, her power is ultra important. I, I do wish they had given her a better shake there a little bit. Like yeah. actually get let the characters say some things, but some real things. But also there's that memory scene where they happen to step on two mm. pedestals. I, that was like the worst scene in the movie to me. I was like, it's, come the fuck on. What are the odds? It's just shit like that where like um you're you're I can feel someone at a studio or someone at in like a writer's room being like does anyone think we should give these characters, like, some emotional stakes? And someone's like, well, we don't really have time, but maybe, like, squeeze in a 45-second scene? Mm. Or, like, can we give her four minutes um, in between, you know, chase scenes or something? And that's, like, it felt like, oh, I guess we do have to have one. Like, what's her driving, you know, what drives the character? And that's probably it. But, yeah, no, like, you're right. Like, but I think we're both right. The point I had was, like, the character is 
valueless. It's the, it's the power. Yeah. It's her, like, you know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. but that's it. Um, but I mean, that's not, I, I don't put any of that on the character's performance. She wasn't really given much to work with. No, no. I As will, those type of characters very rarely get in the MCU. Yeah, I will say um, one of the better conclusions, that final scene of Wanda bumping into her kids with yeah. other Wanda, like, it's one of the, like, I, that, and that worked for me big time. I, I think like, that's because we watch WandaVision. We got yeah, to see oh, those yeah. kids in action, right? You know, like, yeah. they weren't just strange faces. Yeah, and... It, but ironically for me, it was all Elizabeth Olsen's performance. I was like, she really, she really went for it here. It was good to see her do some acting. It's mm-hmm. good that when you get to like they these actors finally get like something big and meaty to chew on in terms of a scene. And I thought that was a really good one. Not not just Robert Downey Jr. Getting yeah, all the good moments. Right. Okay. Last thing. You think she's dead? She come back? Uh, I said, that is what they do. That is what they do. I mean, I not even she, Thor's hammer can stay dead. I think when they finally fuck around with the X-Men, I think she comes back. Mm, yeah. All enough. her best stories are the X-Men stuff. Are they? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's I think that's where she originally kind of came from. Dude, we didn't even talk about like the Illuminati scene and all the deaths. Oh, yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's seen that. We'd, we'd do another 50 minutes. Have. Those were cool. Let's leave it at that. Great, yeah. great deaths. Yeah. Phenomenal deaths. You think Krasinski, that's as far as his career goes with the MCU? You know, it was so funny. We were, you know, after the movie, uh, you know, we were talking about it, and I was like, because like they never officially announced him, right, mm-hmm. as like being Mister Fantastic, and all this TVA stuff. I was like, oh, that could clearly be a variant, and they just put that in there to like kind of fuck with the internet a little bit. Yeah. And but like I bought it. It kind of, I, I I see it. I don't. I think he's a comedy guy. Like, he does the action stuff, and I can kind of believe it, but seeing him in the suit, it really took me out of it. It's like, funny, eh? Like, something that yeah. works so good in theory, and then it, you see it in action, you're like, oh, maybe it was yeah. wrong. Maybe the audience yeah. doesn't know what they want. Maybe this is why Sebastian Stan didn't get Luke Skywalker. You never know. It's, you think? Wow. Well, I don't know. It's... Well, did you see Kathleen Kennedy came out today? There was, like a, there was a Star Wars event, I believe. No. Um, or, or a Disney related event mm. maybe it was a couple days ago it was very recently she made a point of like yeah we're never recasting we're never going to get someone to replay a famous character in our oh sorry they were talking about uh, Han Solo oh. and they were saying we learned our lesson about Ooh. Han Solo and that we're never going to try and have a character recreate that character it's just going to be like kind of work around it kind of thing ah. or do like what they've been doing with Luke Skywalker like you know getting some rando sorry you know, some no, no, another face actor putting it. a face on it. Yeah. And, um, which, like, I don't know. I thought the guy was good. I thought that was a little unfair on for them to say that and kind of throw the dude under the bus a little what, bit. What, for but, Solo? Uh, yeah. I, I thought he was, I thought yeah. he was good. He kind of had the spirit of it. Anyways, there, we're, there we're, is, dragging, well, yeah, we're dragging on this. Nah, it's fine. There is something to be said for, like, like, Kenobi's perfect, right? Um, oh, sorry. There was a fire. I had to stop it. Um, yeah, Kenobi's good because Ewan McGregor like got to do all the early stuff and it's like yeah. his transformation into Alec Guinness and now he has this series but like I think what they're trying to avoid and maybe rightly so is that like the Kenobi f- series will end 
And then there's going to be petitions and fan outcry. Like, there's so much more Kenobi you can do. And then yeah, it's like, yeah. Ewan McGregor's going to be like, okay, guys, I'm done with the character. And then... I got to do it. Be happy with it. You know, y- you know what I mean? Like, I, I recognize that there's so much of Luke's story that's untold. But it's like... we, You know what I mean? Like, Star Wars really needs to escape that, maybe. And it, when you look at The Mandalorian, it's like, yeah, I don't think we need all this baggage to, mm. for Star Wars to move forward. Actually, speaking of which, did you see Ryan Johnson's movies got delayed? <laughs> no, I am not. I'm not not happy about that. So. Slash probably canceled. Um, yeah, this is the this is the quiet kill for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Over to you. We went for a long time. So, you've been uh, you've been Mister uh, living it up there with uh, Neon Genesis there, and I was getting a little jealous. So, and I, to be fair, because you know I think this is like the companion show that you've been talking about. Uh, we checked out the pilot of Cowboy Bebop. Oh what? <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave, you know, again, <laughs> legacy show, obviously. Like, I, you know, it's so funny. I'll say this within like the same sentence. I was so caught off guard. Of, yeah, bro. I had, you know, like, you see a show, you see the imagery, you see, like, you know, the marketing of a brand, like, over all these times. And you kind of, th- you get, you picture, like, what you think it is. And it was partly that, but it was also not. Like, I was blown away. English or? No, okay, so that's a point that I want to get to. No, mm-hmm. it's it's the sub. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will get to that in a moment. But just, like, the aesthetic, visually, the setting, um, just completely caught me off guard. Way more violent than I thought it would ever fucking be. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is, like, Ghost in the Shell, Neon 90s, Genesis baby. era. Yeah, man, like, it's so 90s. Like, you know, it's in a way that, like, Neon Genesis was, looks timeless, this does not this looks very futuristic mm-hmm. where but like you know it's 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 on or at least so far it's on earth like i think they're in uh, is it tijuana they're in first oh god i, I can't remember um and anyway so the anyway just completely caught me off guard blown away loved it i'm obviously going to keep watching i'm going to take my time with it um just really take it in because you know it's it, it is such legendary right so yeah so we're watching it in subs, but like within five minutes of watching it, I just had this thought of without even having because I know they say Cowboy Bebop is one of the best dubs out there. Like it's you know it's up there with Full Metal, um, and you know there's like a handful of shows that people say like you know watching in dub you'll still get a great experience. Yeah, you know it's not it's not a lesser experience by watching the dub, um, and <laughs> the show feels so westernized. Like it like not like as a western, but like it. It's clearly an anime. It's made, you know, in Japan and all that, but it, it just has such a a Western feel to it. I know Space we're Cowboy. About Space Cowboy. And I was like, I can totally see why watching this in English would fit better. Like, there's a scene where the the scene where the Spike. I think it's like no, 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 not Spike. Um, the I'm assuming it's like the first villain, like like the villain of the episode. Um, the the guy that's on the run, the there's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like this red eye shit, yeah, yeah. And like they're going to the bar, and the way they're talking at the bar and back and forth in the background, I was like, I bet you if this d- d- dialogue was in English, it would fit perfectly. It was just I, as I was reading, it was like, oh, it just it felt like a movie, you know. So it was. I just found that fascinating. Just you know, and obviously I knew people say that the dub is quite good, so maybe that was just in the back yeah. of my mind. But I just found it super interesting. 
uh, had a blast with it. Leanne and I are definitely going to keep watching it, like, obviously. But um, it, was, it was finally good to at least get one episode in, get a taste. Hell yeah, dude. And now I'm morbidly curious to see what the Netflix show is like. So, oh, yeah. Man, yeah. They, got, they got an early coffin nail on that one, eh? Big time. Well, I can see... What's I it? John Cho is super bummed about it, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him, but yeah. Wow, it could have been there. Very lucrative, I think. <laughs> well, like lucrative. That. If it had been good, if it had been good, that would have been, you know, the first one. I mean, it's it's kind of like, I don't want to stray too far from this because I want to talk Bebop in a second, but it feels similar to, like, I think he had a similar relationship to Cowboy Bebop as Henry, Henry Cavill does to Witcher. And they're both, they were both quite outspoken about, like, I want to tell more story. I want to especially be as loyal as possible to the source material, so on and so forth. And then they just see it maybe not work out and it get kind of killed by purists. And they probably consider themselves to be purists in a way. Sure. It must be kind of heartbreaking. Absolutely. Um, okay, back to the anime. I will say, man, and I know I always bring this up, but there are, I can only think of two, but there are polls on Reddit, anime forums. Like anytime I look up a specifically like 90s anime a lot of the time or like, mm-hmm. you know, to some early 2000s stuff. Two anime are always mentioned for audience voted. Consistently, people like the dub better than the sub. It's Cowboy Bebop and Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. Don't ask me yeah. why. Hmm. Um, but people seem to, like the user votes seem to always skew skew towards the dub. And those are, as far as I know, the only exceptions. Hmm. I know that some people like Death Note's dub quite a bit. I was going to say that. I think, yeah, there was another one I knew. Was but, sure it was Death Note but I think it's very tight. It's like very hmm. 50-50. Hmm. Um, man, now I want to watch Cowboy Bebop. Um, it's good, man. I, I was completely blown away. Did they? It The OG was on Netflix, but I think it got yanked but i think it's also on crunchyroll right or where are you watching it uh it, it still is on netflix but i'm watching it on crunchyroll oh okay yeah wife like it yeah nice. yeah yeah very um it's it's kind of fun because you know like neon genesis that that just ain't her bag um, yeah at all um so like this is like you know like we love star wars so much and you know uh you know, so this it's definitely filling a niche. Uh, we've also, you know, I will just say, and this is more for you, less the audience listening, but we, we watched a couple more episodes of Full Metal, and nice. uh, she's yeah, she's in for sure. She's digging it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice. you know, it's one of you know yours and mine. It's probably shared love. One of our favorite shows. Is and, it still uh, like we've watched so much anime in the last year? Obviously, especially with yeah. this going on. Does Full Metal Alchemist is that still? What do you think? Top ten territory for you? Oof. on the spot i would top blank so yeah i think so top top blank for sure just like seeing them in the interactions because you know we just watched the um it's the third episode where he throws down with the uh, uh the church dude the oh, guy had, like yes. the first the first sign of a, the philosopher's stone yeah and uh there's just like moments in the episode where i'm like oh my god this is like I forgot how like, like the show kind of has like you know not child it's not childish but like it's there's a, a very, it's a bit younger you know it's it's a bit younger and like there's like you know shown in tropes that are, just at one point I totally forgot he just like turns like his or the ring he makes like a minigun and he's like running around like shooting the minigun around and I I'm know. like laughing hysterically I'm like I totally forgot dude but like little silly moments like this that's but. I, I forget that happens every time I watch rewatch the series. I'm like, man, this is pretty fucking cheesy. 
but oh, so I good. would say we're digging it though. So yeah, I would say it takes a serious turn around episode eight or nine, and then from there it's it's consistently that I know like yeah, the you start getting into light. mystery stuff, conspiracy stuff. The world building is like done. You're introduced to some villains around that time. And that's where the show really starts to take shape. See, for me, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say like, you know, Edward Dalfons. Like, they're, they're, they are phenomenal characters, mm-hmm. and they have some of their best moments are when it is just the two of them. Mm-hmm. But for me, the strong, like, the strongest point of the show is the cast and their interactions with ensemble. the cast. It's, it's, it's an ensemble show. So, like, the, be- the very beginning when it's mainly just the two of them, it's just lesser because they're not wrapped up in the plot with everyone else. Yeah. It's just them. It's So, it's, you know. I can't think of any shows like this. Like, it's so far-reaching, mm-hmm. you know? Um, ca- like, uh, th- so many characters get a complete arc. I was just re-watching, and I saw, like, a highlight of, like, Izumi Curtis. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember her arc off the top of your head, but, like, when you focus in on that character, it's like, man, like, these people go through stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it all leads back to the same place. It's just very well orchestrated. You know how, like... Yeah. It's, it's very like tight. A, it's like Attack on Titan now. Like, mm. you know, obviously very, very different tones. Um, but, like, everyone has a point of view in that show. And... Full Metal's sort of similar, where everyone has a problem, and they're very different problems, but you have to learn about one another, and ironically, like, a lot of it always stems from, like, a very similar place. Sure. I I don't know. Um, It stands the test of time for me, but it's also one of the first anime I ever watched, so I think that also is, like, the case for a lot of people, why it's on a lot of top five lists and stuff like that, is that I think it was so accessible, because it exploded so much, that it was, like... It's the ultimate gateway drug. In yeah. my opinion. You it's, watch Full Metal, yeah. you're like, you're just tumbling down the rabbit hole. And the nice thing, too, is like, if, if you watch it at a young, you know, youngerish age, like, you know, 15, 14, 15, 16, um, it's, if you can grasp on to some of the more adult themes in it, and you can, like, it's, it's not that it's like, it's like right in the middle. It's not too light. It's not too, like, it's not like Attack on Titan where you have to, like, really fucking think about, like, the politics of things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's present in Full Metal. But if that age, you can grab that and enjoy it, like, and you're into that at that young age, like, the bounty aplenty to you, you know? Like, there's yeah. just so much to go from there that are on that wavelength. It's, it's yeah. And if, if you rewatch it, I think you'll be impressed with, let's say, the last 15 episodes. The last part is so action-packed. It's yeah. all about payoff. And it actually does get a little bit complex, not Attack on Titan style. But the lore that they've slowly been building throughout the whole run, all a lot of it really comes to a head. Um, mm. On a rewatch, my one of my first rewatches, I was like, "Oh man, I forgot that this is kind of complicated." Like, you yeah. know, they get like this countrywide themes, and they have their own pol- political stuff uh, going on in that show. Anyway, I don't want to rant on it too much longer i think we should end on like one or two more things because we spent like a long time on dr strange yeah i, I only have one more thing it's very oh, okay. very little it's, it's minor all right over to you then um so <clears throat> pretty much all so the new season of uh, kaguya-sama is on right now oh uh, yeah so is that love is war I th- the first season is love is war the new season's uh, ultra romantic okay the the tagline um, I'm only a few episodes in. Leanne and I watched the pilot. We let it sit. We've, we've been slowly going back to it. Dave, this show, I, there's like, I can count on my hand 
my one hand the shows that like I'm like laughing beginning to end like you know hard like <laughs> House Husband um, you know Jujutsu Kaisen I think is incredibly really funny mm-hmm. you know like very strong comedy um, you know uh, the Kobayashi's Dragon Maid a little bit and then you know st- stuff like that but anyways this show it is so fucking funny and like the watching these two characters like go head to head and trying to like outweigh each other like it's so funny because they have like they're very gifted they're very intelligent but at the end of the day they're just two fucking teenagers Mm -hmm. and there's like their thought processes of how to outdo one another each episode is getting crazier and crazier and crazier and they're slowly (laughs) introducing more characters now and it's you know i just want to say i think you guys would love it i know you would watch the first episode but you just weren't kind of sure you you would compare it to jojo i think was was your reference just how kind of like out there there it can it can be and it continues to be like that but it's it's surprisingly grounded for a show that like you know it's it's all in their imagination right all these moments of like you know the like just the the silliness and the craziness of it all it's all in their head at the end of the day it cuts back to the two of them just like in the room and like you know one you know is one over the other but it's it's a really good show if anyone hasn't watched i'm sure everyone has because it's it's a huge show mm-hmm. um it is fucking hilarious I like think we the, the watched the pilot and really, really enjoyed it. It's just yeah. there's been so much other stuff on. But I think yes. that's one that yeah. we'll probably end up coming back to. It seems to have some, not, like some staying power and remain very popular in this in its current run. So good. But yeah, like I said, that's all I got. It's just a little thing. I just want to say we're, we're, we're keeping yeah. up with it. We're starting to chop through it a little bit more, and it's so fucking good. All right, maybe I'll give my, my routine just to close this out then. I'll, I'll just briefly mention where I'm at with Neon Genesis. Yeah. Um, episode 20... Okay. We're getting there, bud. Yeah. Um, What's the peak of the mountain? Yeah. So I, this was probably my favorite episode so far. Um, the plot, and like just very, very quickly, is, you know, Shinji's Ava, he is sort of like absorbed into it, and he's mm. kind of like stuck in it for 30 days or so, and his body and consciousness like like melds with the Ava and we it just gives the show an excuse to get weird and he lives in this like sort of fever dream of narrated visions that are just his narration on top of flashbacks and on top of like really cool artsy shots and you know just sort of goes over a lot of Shinji's character emotion or character motivation rather um while everyone at Nerve tries to get him out I don't know man I love this fucking show it's so good (laughs) Um, so good. I knew you would love it. Like, I, you know, we've already been over this like three, four times already, but so, your excitement for it makes me happy. I'm getting pre-bummed because I don't want it to end. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I, uh, it's just such a vibe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to phrase it. There's also a steamy scene at the end of this one with Misato and Kaji. Yeah. And... I I don't like I'm just shocked at how ahead of its time this film seems to or this this show seems to be. Sure. Um, like it's exploring a lot. Like uh, there's fever dreams in here of Shinji, like this, like the women in Shinji's life mm. all repeating the same words to him. Like it's a drug trip, man. Absolutely. Um, and very, I oh, I'm just I so here for it. At this point, it feels like every moment to moment is. Um, it's it can be very like overwhelming you know like it's it's very like in your face it's sensory overload like you know like it's kind of like a drug trip like it's 
it's just it's so on you at all times so it's are you doing like one a night two a night kind of thing or um never more than one at once probably three to four a week yeah it's that's definitely because at this point too like there's just so much going on it's like i can't you can't kind of jam it all together so yeah but i'm really 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 digging it um i think like i'll probably watch movie or movies afterwards for sure Mm-hmm. to try and get as much as they possibly can and then i'm gonna be looking to it's like you know when sunny boy ended or when when like when you wrap up something you're like oh no i gotta find something else like this yeah um but you know that's a future problem um and i'm looking forward to having like final thoughts on the whole series but this has been one of the funnest ever and i fucking knew it would be you know you had thought so much about or you'd mentioned so much about it and it's just like one of those things that lives on the internet mm-hmm. you know is that like you with cowboy bebop right yeah. Um, you know you've got a classic in your back pocket and it's good to finally explore it. So um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Right on, man. Um, I think we can probably leave it there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah, man. We've got a lot more to talk about. Like uh, next week, we gotta we got to catch up on Tokyo Vice. Um, we'll have a Moon Knight series recap. Our Flag Means Death I'm almost wrapped up with. And Ooh, I'm nice. putting in a little bit of work, not a lot, on Ranking of Kings. Oh, okay. Uh, episode four. So yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out on social media at Part Time Otaku on Instagram or Part Time Otaku Podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>